So quarterly, we try to do a family chat, bring everybody up to speed on what's happening. And the last one we did was, uh, was in December. So let me, let me pray as we get going. Lord, would you just bless our time together and thank you for giving us a family? Uh, I think about people in other countries and Afghanistan and Japan where I've had friends work where it's a struggle to even find another brother or sister in the Lord. And Lord, you've, you've just blessed us beyond, beyond measure with each other. And uh, Lord, thank you. May we not take that for granted that you've given us this, this beautiful family. Amen. So thank you for being part of this today. I'm going to talk on the mic, even though I wouldn't need to, but some people are traveling or couldn't be here, so we're going to record it. So we can just send them a little link and they, they can stay in the loop. So um, just a little update. When we got together in late uh, 2016 in December, we talked about four priorities for us as a church. And there are things that the, that the Lord was putting on our hearts that we needed to give attention to as we got into 2017. Now, some of these will, will uh, ring true to you. You'll remember them well. But the first one was kids and youth. So we said, Lord, you've blessed us with more kids, more youth, and we need to put more resources there to care for those families that have those kids. And interesting in our community, we talked a little bit about kid worship, that moms and dads follow the kids. If the kids are happy and content and finding the Lord, guess what happens to mom and dad? They find the Lord. So it's, it's kind of in the old days, the kids followed mom and dad, and there's a flip-flop. So we've really done a better job investing in our kids and our youth, and it's, it's going beautifully. I mean, the, I don't know if you notice, when I send out in the kids and youth, like half the room empties. It's, it's incredible, you know, the families that the Lord continues to draw in. The next priority we talked about was worship. And I wish Marquita could be here to, to spend a little time with us. She was pretty sick this morning, but she fought through it. <laughs> and, uh, and then she left halfway through the service to go to urgent care. So before we move on, how about if we lift her up, right? Lord, thank you for Marquita, uh, our sister in you, and um, she's a blessing. She's such amazing gifts in that woman. Would you, Lord, come alongside of her and bring your healing hand and your healing power and your love that we discussed this morning and overwhelm her with your presence with her, even right now at urgent care. Uh, uh, and Lord, take care of her, her voice take care of her body, take care of her soul. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, so worship is, is a big priority, and I feel like since December, our church has been on this growth curve in experiencing more and more of the Lord in worship, and it's, it's been exciting to see it, and I feel like we're just at the beginning. So I really feel like we're, we're not seeing the, the end game of what the Lord wants to do with us as He's raising up worship leaders and musicians, and as we become a hub for worship in our in our area. Now the third thing we talked about in December was local missions and benevolence and hotel ministry and just an an uptick in that. And that's an that's an area over this last year that the Lord has really been using our church in a powerful way. And Brian Padrick has been assembling a team once a month on Mondays to to get a better a better um process going for caring for individuals in need in the hotels. And we've been making tons of good progress involving new churches as well, so Caneo's not owning the whole thing. So we have two church partners that have taken Friday nights already, and so that allows us to do deeper ministry and more personal ministry because we're not just worried about food. 
So that's coming along really well. And then the last one we talked about was global missions. And Nepal is our, did I hear a little cheer for Nepal? Is our first church planting target. And so that's something that Stacy and I have been praying about literally for like 10 years, that God would lead our footsteps to an unreached people group somewhere in the world and where we would be praying for the gospel to spring up in that place where it never was before. And, and funny, the Lord answered that prayer this last year in Nepal. We found two unreached people groups, not one, and we found the pastors who are already ready and being trained to go there, and we've already started the work. So pretty incredible. We'll have some more updates. We gotta, Christina, we've got to put this on the calendar so we can give you some Nepal updates of how it's going, but it's going. And so the one, I've got to tell you the one story. A guy named Prakash, so he grew up Delete, which is untouchable in Nepal, Lowest caste, lowest class, um, looked down on by everybody. Don't go to school. Many of them don't even wear clothes much at all, just living in the dirt. So he grew up in that, was educated, and got out of it, planted churches in several different areas of Nepal. I think he planted six churches. And then he felt called to go back to his home village to start a work. And he's pretty, yeah. I don't remember. Nice Great guy. Yeah, he's done a lot of work already for his age. But we were praying and driving through this, this village area and saying, you know, Lord, we would love to do something with the deletes in this area. And then I, I told that to our driver, the pastor, uh, um, Babu there. And he said, oh, well, we're thinking of that same vision. I have a guy you should meet this afternoon. So literally, we we had this idea that the Lord gave us. We met the guy that afternoon. The next day, we decided to bring it to you, and you decided to fund this project and plant a church in Nepal. So it's happening. So praise the Lord. So we decided to um, invest in those priorities moving into 2017, and I feel like they're all moving really well. I feel like the local missions still needs a little more prayer and a little more investment of time and people. So if you feel called to get inve- you know, involved locally with the hotel ministry and leading the process of how we're going to care for people, let me know. But I feel, like, I feel like they're really moving along really well. The, the one thing that isn't moving along as well is the funding for those initiatives. Because moving into 2017, we took some risks as a church family and said, you know, let's increase our budget a little bit to accomplish these particular goals with kids, with youth, with worship, with local and global. Let's stretch. And then so far, the funding has not followed those things yet. So that's also part of our update. So I wanted to welcome up John uh, Barber first and then Ben Rhodes. They're two guys that are on our council, uh, which is our elders. And they also are part of the finance committee, so they know know, the ins and outs of what's happening. Would you welcome John? Morning, everybody. So I just want to take a few minutes and talk to you about about our finances, there's some good news. There's some also some bad news, like there usually is when you talk about good news. Um, and because we're family, um, we want to give you guys specific numbers about where we where we kind of stand as a as a family and the numbers that go into our family life here. Um, our budget this year in 2017 is thirty four thousand dollars a month. So for us to do our Life as Caneo Church family costs $34,000 a month, and that's our tithes, our offerings, our gifts over and above that. 
Um, the good news is that at the end of 2016, after all our bills had been paid, we had $26,000 or thereabouts still in our accounts. So at the, at the end of last year, after everything had been paid, we were, if you want to think about it like this, we were $26,000 ahead. The bad news is that um, after the first four months of 2017, um, we have been averaging about $6,000 a month behind what we need. So that's $24,000, $26,000 ahead. We're only, we've only got about one to $2,000 uh, left in the Caneo Church accounts. Um, after Kirk and Ben and I had, had met last week, we, we think we found a way to uh, deal with about um, $2,000 of that, but that still leaves us $4,000 that we have, to, we have to look at a way to make that up in order to be responsible with our, with our finances. So it gives, us, uh, gives us an opportunity to pray. It gives us an opportunity to be creative. It gives us an opportunity to walk by faith, really. Um, so that, that, in a nutshell, brings you up to date on where we are. Um, I want to turn it over to, uh, to Ben now. Let's, let's welcome Ben Rhodes, and he's going to talk a little bit further about what some of our goals and priorities are. So I'm Ben, and it's my privilege to serve on the Leadership Council. Um, you see, you heard most of the, the big stuff. We've committed to four priorities we wanted to invest in um, in this new year, and the, fi- the, the activity is going well, and the finances are, are not so much. Um, but I wanted to tell you a little bit about what I think that is as an opportunity. Um, so first is, as you look around, um, hopefully you can tell, we don't spend a lot of money on ourselves. We have a pretty lean um, and, I hope, transparent budget. And one of the things that was really attractive to my wife and I when we started coming to Conejo a couple years ago was the fact that we're so focused not on ourselves, but on the community in which we live and the, the global community of the world. So we have an external focus. We call it missional. You can call that um, a number of different things. But we don't spend a lot of money on ourselves. And I think that's the right place to have our priorities. We talk about loving. Um, I, was, I was struck by the, by the passage today that it's not just loving each other as we love ourselves, but as Christ loved us with extravagant and reckless and sacrificial love. And if you're anything like me, when we talk about money, I, I tend to get worried. I think there's not going to be enough. I worry about scarcity. But God doesn't worry about scarcity. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and money's not a, money's not a problem for him. So when we talk today about we don't have a lot of extra, um, I think this is an opportunity and an invitation for us to live into new growth to live into new opportunities and to um, trust that God has got it covered and that we get to participate in the activity of making our faith real and loving one another. So um, I don't think this is a downer. I think this is exciting. But from a numeric perspective, like we could do better. So I think this is an opportunity to, uh, to go where God is going and calling us in those four priorities of of kids and youth, of worship, 
of local missions and of global missions. And we're not wasting money. So I think this is a great opportunity. I'm going to hand it back to Kirk. Would you thank these guys for sharing? So I, th I think it would be easy to attend Caneo on Sundays and assume that there isn't any need, that everything's going great. Because we're not a church that talks about money hardly at all. Now, interestingly, Jesus talked about money quite a bit more than I do. So I, I don't know. You can take that up with him, but he did a lot. Now, I was talking with somebody this last week who said, I had no idea there was a need. And if I knew there was a need, then I would help. So that's what today is about, is just letting you know what's happening. Because if your family goes through a little crisis or a little challenge, probably you're going to get together and say, so what are we going to do about it? Let's have a little uh, chat around dinner and, and figure out what our next steps are. That's, that's what today is about, is to let you know, hey, there's a need. Uh, and, and I have also noticed that sometimes people hold off until there's a need. So I want to encourage you. That, that's kind of a, a giving change that's happened in our, in our culture. That in the old days, people gave out of obligation or fear. You know, you could, you could almost use the same outline that Dudley used with love about financial stewardship. Interesting, right? Um, but I, and I think these days, people look for a cause or a quick flash or something that's exciting to give to. And, and I feel like there needs to be, we need to pull back from that and say, you know, if, if we're all part of a family and we're all part of supporting God's work, then we're not going to have to have, you know, the, the meetings where we say, oh my gosh, we're in trouble, because we're already loving God's work together before we get to that, that place. Uh, I feel like right now, it's an exciting time. I see God at work in, I mean, just the people sitting here, I see God at work in powerful ways in your lives and through your lives. I mean, I ran into a lady yesterday who said, I met one of your friends, and and then another, this was two nights ago, and then yesterday I met another person who said, hey, I met one of your friends, and it, it, was, it was people that live at the hotel or people that are out, you know, um, that are homeless in our area that say, yes, I'm part of Caneo Church. And, and Kirk is my friend, and Jer you know, uh, Jeff is my friend, and Don's my friend. And I, I, just, I just loved hearing that these, you know, there's, there's this ripple effect going out from you, from your lives, just all over the place. And, and I, I just saw, see it as incredibly encouraging. And kind of as Ben said, I feel like it's an opportunity that God's giving us. So I feel like he is he's blessing your lives. And he also, I don't know if you've noticed this, he wants to grow our faith. He wants to grow our unity. He wants to grow our faith. We only grow, human beings grow when we hit challenges. We don't just grow naturally. We don't just wake up and go, I'm going to grow today. You know, a lot of this happens when we have to overcome obstacles and when we have to overcome obstacles together. So I feel like he's giving us this opportunity to pray and this opportunity to take action and grow closer together and then to watch him work. And because it's really not a guilt trip about you should all be doing. No, it, let's know the issue and let's bring it before the Lord and say, Lord, what do you want to do? What do you want to do through me? What do you want to do through however you want to do it? That's really what it needs to be about. So here are a couple of challenges. If you have not joined in supporting our church family and the work of, of Christ through Caneo, now would be a really good time. I hope that's been clear. Please help. Uh, and, and let me say it this, this way also. If you feel like, oh my gosh, I can't really help. There's no way. 
or I'm already doing all I can do. Fantastic. Pray. Right? And I hear prayer really works. The Lord knows, right? Before, before any of us looked at the numbers, the Lord knew. So you're not surprising him. You're not giving him a problem he can't solve. Just say, Lord, how can I help and how can others help and what do you want to do about this? And maybe, maybe a couple of you will have crazy ideas and you'll say, well, let's try this or let's do that. We did a thing a couple years ago um, where Stacy and I led a charge of encouraging people to sell stuff on Craigslist or eBay and donate the money to our benevolence fund. And the Lord did beautiful things. So maybe you have a crazy idea. Bring it up. Now, if some of you committed already to helping in 2017 and you haven't started yet or you haven't gotten to where you want to be yet, just be faithful. And if you're scared about the bills and you're scared about the mortgage or if you're scared about retirement or if you're scared about this or that, um, Jesus said where your money is, your heart will be. So if you're, if you're really into your retirement, guess what you're going to be thinking a lot about? Your retirement fund. And you're going to be watching the stocks and on your laptop and sweating it. If you're really worried that there's going to be scarcity and you're not going to be able to pay the utility bills, your heart is going to follow along that and you're going to have to ride that roller coaster ride of scarcity. But if, if, you, if you're investing in what God's doing and in his kingdom, guess where your heart's going to? It's going to follow it. I mean, I've seen that in our lives over and over and over again. If I, if I give to some cause or some kid going on a mission trip or I'm, I'm noticing. I want to know how it's going, and my heart follows that. Okay, enough about all that. So here are some practical ways that you can give if the Lord is saying, yeah, I want to be part of that. If, if it's on your heart to help, and I hope it is, here are ways you can do that. One is you can go online, and you can just set up one time or recurring through the website. Pretty easy. Now, the nice part about recurring is you don't forget. And if you're like me, sometimes, you know, if I, if I miss a week, sometimes I forget. Recurring helps, helps it happen for you. Uh, when I was at Calvary, we found that when people were doing orphan sponsorship, if they wrote their own check once a month, they missed three a year. So we counted on nine out of 12 months that the orphan would be supported. But if they set it up online, now suddenly the orphan gets 12 out of 12. That's funny how that works, right? Um, and here's the other thing. I s- we set up something on QuickPay. So you can, you can s- set up as a person-to-person gift from your bank, giving at caneochurch.com. So you can immediately give from just about any bank uh, a gift to that email address, giving at caneochurch.com. We'll put it on Facebook so you don't have to remember it. We have a P.O. box, box 792 in Newbury Park. You can send something. And then the last thing, we set up a stock account a couple of years ago. So you may have some appreciated stock that you would, you know, that's not going to hurt you. To, well, maybe it hurts you and that's okay. But maybe you have something that the Lord is saying, hey, you don't really need that right now. Trust me. And you could give that. And that would be a huge blessing. So that's all I've got. And then we should pray about all of this. Um, but I do want to encourage you, before things get crazy and busy and you get distracted... Maybe some of you need to take some kind of action before you leave the room. Maybe that's just making a note and saying, pray about helping. Or maybe that's tonight talking to spouse about whatever it is. Or maybe that's, you know, I'm going to look at this idea that I have. 
or maybe it's before you leave here, just do the giving at kaneochurch.com. And, and we're just praying. I don't, I don't feel like this great sense of fear. I feel like more a sense of real, you know, real life. So we have a challenge. Let's pray about it and watch what the Lord does. Right on? So how about if we pray? And please don't sit there and listen to me pray. Please pray along with this and just join in what the Lord wants to do and what he wants to say. Jesus, you are king, you are Lord, you are Savior, you are the lover of our souls. Lord, it's far beyond what we would ever deserve what you've given to us. And so, Lord, allow us to have, take this opportunity to give back. Lord, I ask that you would meet this need. We bring you our current need, not just as individuals, but as a family. We bring you a family need. We have a challenge. And, Lord, we ask that you would provide the resources to meet up this gap, that you would provide the people and the passion and the hearts and the lives that are going to rally around this, and Lord, that you would strengthen our family. I ask even, Lord, that you would put some of those resources in the bank so that we're able to be generous. And when needs and, and uh, when, when there's a, a single mom with a few kids that's on her own that we'd be able to help with an apartment deposit, and, Lord, when there's a missionary being sent out, a church being planted, that we'd be able to help with those things that are happening and that we would be wise stewards of what you've given and, Lord, that you would give more so that we can use it for your glory. Lord, thank you for Caneo. Thank you for a church that's all about loving you and loving others. Thank you for every soul that's in this room. Thank you for calling them to follow you, to serve you, to love you with their lives. Bless them for that, Lord, and use everything you've given us for your glory. It's all yours. And I ask that in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everybody, for being here. And uh, we'll give you an update in the next couple weeks. And we recorded this, so we'll put it on Facebook and on the website so you can pass it to somebody if you know somebody that was not here and you would love for them to hear it. Okay? Bless you. You are free to go to lunch.